0: Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I am Nick. I'm Matt. And we are here with another monster from a random monster manual. I have in my hands the lovely Cobalt Press Creature Codex. And I'm looking about halfway through page 197. Matt, this is the Doom Golem oh golems yeah we are in the golem section here have so many different options for golems spread out across all of the books and generally i'm i'm like meh about a golem but this one is pretty cool i i had to, i stopped because of the picture but then i, I read up on it and it, it's pretty darn cool
1: that's why they decided to make a premium on on the art eventually mm. in yeah not
0: just those black and white sketches well originally they were just like weenie high schoolers submitting their art but yeah yeah eventually they they jumped on that bandwagon one hears a doom golem long before one sees it a wailing of despair a whisper of fate like a lesser incarnation of death itself A Doom Golem is winter-bound. It is made of antlers, bone, and steel, infused with winter spirits of death and destruction. Doom Golems are the creations of evil wizards and doomsday cults. They invariably include a hangman's rope, bones of an animal sacrificed to a dark god, and the captured final breath of a man sent to die in exile. A Doom Golem is animated by a trapped spirit of the Arctic, which flees with a howl when the Doom Golem is destroyed. The Golem's inner core glows blue, making it easy to see a Doom Golem after nightfall. Their bone frameworks are sometimes built with polar bear skulls or white dragon bones, and many have a pronounced hunch in their posture. A Doom Golem's clattering bones make noise to terrify foes. Animals find the sound disquieting, but demons, goblins, and other creatures of evil are delighted by the ominous tones. This is a challenge rating 10, so we're smack in the middle. And what an amazing encounter, like just in lost in the woods, the wintry woods, and you come upon this thing.
1: The description alone is... It's incredible, yeah.
0: It's awesome, it's beautiful. It is a large construct, armor class 17, 153 hit points a 24 strength which is a plus 7 Jeez. okay a charisma of 1 which is a negative 5 except so that is let me
1: interject i would i would say that charisma should be relatively fluid because in the midst of its cult i'm sure it's very charismatic like it will whatever i know it's not it's a golem it's not going to command necessarily, but the cult would yeah. do whatever it says. If it was to say,
0: sure. Yeah. Uh, under languages, it says understands the languages of its creator, but can't yeah. speak. Yeah. So there it's, it is a construct. It is, it's not sentient. It will just obey. Commands. Yeah. That's,
1: I guess that makes sense why it has no, no charisma, but I would imagine yeah. that a cult would just follow this thing blindly.
0: Oh, Sure. But isn't intimidation a charisma role too? Yeah, it's charisma. So that—that's—that's that's kind of the weird thing about charisma is you can use it, it. You can use it on either side of the coin. So I would give it a good intimidation, yeah. right? But it would be like a—it would be like a passive intimidation. Like it wouldn't choose to try to intimidate. I was just going
1: to say that its presence is intimidating. Not it. Not anything it necessarily yeah. is actively doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A, a passive intimidation. I'm going to introduce that stat. So we've got a lot of immunities here, mostly because it's, it's a golem, because of that construct nature. Yeah. Because of that nature, it doesn't require air, food, drink, or sleep. Damage immunities are cold, poison, psychic, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks, not made with adamantine, so magical or adamantine for your, your physical damage condition immunities of charmed exhaustion frightened paralyzed petrified or poisoned dark vision of 120 feet passive perception of 10. it has a fear aura which is just a DC 15 wisdom any creature that starts its turn within 20 feet. so n- not too close but
1: close enough
0: honestly I wouldn't I, I, I wouldn't want to get within 50 feet of this thing personally true. And it's, it's the standard, if you do save, you can't be affected by its fear aura for the next 24 hours. It sheds dim light in a 10-foot radius, thanks to that inner inner winter spirit glow, that spearmint, that, that fresh, cool, fresh spearmint it's, glow. Its
1: nickname is the Freshmaker, after all.
0: It is the Freshmaker, yeah. <laughs> it just smells like Mentos. <laughs> <laughs> it has an immutable form, which means it's immune to any spell or effect that would alter it. Has magic resistance, which is advantage on saving throws against spells or other magical effects. And its weapon attacks are considered magical. That, that I mean, I know it's a level 10, but that seems like it's got a lot going for it. This seems like it would definitely be a challenge.
1: I know. I was going to say, in parentheses after all that, it just says
0: good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Doom Golem, good luck. Has a multi-attack, which means it can make one bite and one Doom Claw attack. So it's not just a claw, it's a Doom Claw, which is a plus 11 to hit, a reach of 10 feet, so it's got a reach. Oh, that's because it's large, is that right? Large generally has a reach? Yeah, I believe so. And the hit is 2d6 plus 7 slashing plus 2d6 cold. Its bite is only a reach of 5, and it is 3d10 plus 7 slashing. It has an effect called the Wind of Boreas, which is a recharge of 5 and 6. It releases an arctic wind in a 15-foot radius around itself or in a 30-foot cone. That's cool to have that option. Okay, yeah, for sure. To, like, for- force push out. Each creature in that area must make a DC 16 con save, taking 11 D6 cold damage on a fail or half as much on a success.
1: So if the party saves against the fear effect then on the next turn it can just push you out
0: oh it just pops yeah. that yeah yeah that's cool and then finally it had for its reaction it has a move called doom upon you when a creature the doom golem can see within 60 feet of it hits with a spell or attack that requires a ranged attack roll so your wizard your ranger your rogue who for some reason spec'd into doing range. I've seen those before. The Doom Golem strikes the attacker with a Doom Bolt. The Doom Bolt is a shadowy reflection of the original attack using the same attack roll and effects as the original, except it deals necrotic damage.
1: Oh, that's terrifying.
0: That's a reaction, doesn't have a recharge. It can do that once around.
1: The first time is going to be the worst, obviously, because you're not going to expect it. Right. But your wizard throws a fireball, throws something like that at him. And then all of a Mm -hmm. sudden you see, instead of a yellow fireball, like a black and purple one just literally comes right out Hadouken style and hits him as well. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Same attack roll, same damage, same everything. I love, that's my favorite part of it. It's not just it gets to make an attack on you. It's your wizard crits and goes, yes, I did it. I, I full max damage on that. And then the Doom Golem's like, right back at you, kid. And then your, 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 your wizard is just liquefied.
1: Yeah, yeah. Every time he does this, he winks.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a little smarmy. Oh, I really like that. So that's it for numbers and description and abilities of, of the Doom Golem. But I feel like that's enough. Like, this thing is really cool.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: It's it's really neat. It's it's got the cult aspect of wanting to create these to you know, just cause doom cuz yeah. it's the doomsday cult kind of thing or or just just general destruction. I could see a, approaching the cult lair and these things are what's the word? patrolling the woods around this lair so you got to either sneak by them or or deal with one or two as quietly as possible, so you don't draw the attention. Heaven forbid you have to fight two of these things. Oh yeah, though. I I would not want to do two of these at once.
1: No, you would have to try to find a way to isolate one and just pick them off one at a time.
0: Yeah, maybe hopefully one of one of your casters has mold earth, and you can you can dig like a tiger oh, pit sure, or something yeah. to just to draw it to that. That would be a good way to really incapacitate it.
1: Yeah, hungry pit I think is another one.
0: Is that actually a, a spell? It's a, yeah, it's
1: a spell. You, you, it opens up a pit, which actually does damage to what's inside of it as well.
0: What is that? A That's a 5e spell? No,
1: I think it's, well, it's oh. a Pathfinder. I, I know. I don't know if it translated to 5e. Yeah,
0: I've never heard of it before. That is... But I have heard it in Pathfinder, and it is wonderful. That is really cool. It is a conjuration spell. Oh my god, all these... All these adjectives. It's a casting time. It's a standard action. The components are verbal, somatic. What's F? F Phlegmatic? No. What's F? Fabulous. Fabulous. Verbal, somatic, fabulous. And the ingredient is a miniature shovel costing 10 gold pieces.
1: (laughs) Miniature shovel. I think that's why a lot of people hand wave components.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. The range is 100 feet plus 10 feet per level. So if you need to reach further, you cast at a higher level. Effect is a 10 by 10 foot hole that's 10 deep per every two levels. 10 foot deep per two levels. Duration is one round plus one round per level. Like, all right, Pathfinder, we take it easy. (laughs) We got it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you need a calculator for Pathfinder. Saving throw is a reflex negates, reflex Half C text spell resistance. No, oh my goodness. This spell functions as a create pit spell, except that the pit has the ability to squeeze and crush any creature trapped within it and has a maximum depth of 100 feet. Creatures who fall into the hole take falling damage as normal. In addition, anyone within the pit, not just those at the bottom, oh, that's cool. So if they're climbing up. Yep. They take 46 points of bludgeoning damage each round as the pit contracts and then returns to its normal size. A successful reflex save halves that damage. The ever-shifting walls of the pit are quite difficult to scale and have a climb DC of 35. I have
1: heard entire combats changed because of one hungry pit.
0: That's cool.
1: That is, is yeah, very it's cool. It's an awesome spell.
0: And it looks like it's a it's roughly a level five spell, so you got that's like that's what like ten through fifteen somewhere around there you generally get get to access to level five maybe I think
1: yeah, yeah, it's definitely a later in in the life of your character spell, but yeah it's it's something that if you had it, I would absolutely use that to kind of control that,
0: yeah use drop one of those in and then use. Prestidigitation or, or something along those lines to, to make it look like there's not a pit there.
1: Boom. Oh, you can absolutely do that. They, or you just put it on the square that this thing is on.
0: Oh, yeah. You can just actively so open it, it underneath someone. Up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you're in the thick of it, you can pop that. Yeah. You just say to your
1: DM in your smarmiest voice you can, <laughs> hey, DM, roll a reflex save.
0: I cast a hungry pit. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> but if it's a t- it's a ten by ten, right? Like it's a wide pit. It's not just a five foot square. No,
1: you're absolutely right. I mean, the you can still kind of reflex out of it. Apparently,
0: yeah, that's true. Because it's not like you will forever be five feet away from one of the edges if it's a ten by ten. So, Correct. yeah. You, you I, I suppose, them getting a chance to save out of that is is fine. It, it makes sense. Yep. So that yeah, that is a good way to take care of the Doom Golem what value do you see in the, in the Doom Golem other than it just being darn cool? Or is that it? Or is that it,
1: really? I think it is darn cool. I One thing that I was thinking was playing upon the final breath of the, Ooh, the condemned yeah. man that makes up part of this. What if you were to tie something like the Taunted Haunt in there where he is the condemned man Ooh. coming back and he's using you to... Maybe destroy this thing, which releases him, and you know releases his his breath, and then him himself, yeah, to that final resting
0: place. Okay, so tie tie it in. Then you've dealt with this taunting haunt for the last five levels, and you're 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 going on this mission to finally put him to rest. And this is what you have to do exactly is take this out. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to, to mention that the sentence is they invariably include a hangman's rope. Bones of an animal sacrificed to a dark god and the captured final breath of a man sent to die in exile. A man sent to die in exile. In order to capture his last breath, someone else needs to be there, right? Unless you, you really like magic it and say this is like wafting on the wind and you, you somehow distill the air to single out this specific component,
1: the way I would play that is the condemned man is sent off into isolation with a magical phylactery around his neck.
0: Oh.
1: And his last words are what is captured. His last words, his last breath is what's captured as he dies. And then someone just goes and retrieves it after.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So so there was foresight in the sending him in exile. Oh, yeah. They, they had this in mind. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I I thought, like, someone had to track down this man in exile and be there at his deathbed. But then there's that blurry line of, like, is he in exile now? Is he alone if someone is there at his dying moments? You know? So, but yeah, that's cool. You can be exiled from somewhere without necessarily being alone. That's true. Yeah, you could be sent into exile with your family, I suppose. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. But I like the idea of him being... All alone. Oh yeah, you need that sorrow exactly. And what better transition from that to a taunting haunt who is going to stick around you and just needle the hell out of you? Yeah, because he's been in exile for thirty years. He's lonely, and he yeah, yeah he's just lonely. He just he wants somebody to talk to. Yeah, and you are the poor schmuck that is his
0: his victim. Yeah, who happened upon his corpse or whatever. Maybe he haunts. The place that he was exiled from, you know, so the first portion of the the getting him to rest is putting his body to rest. Correct. First, so he leads you out to exile wherever the heck that is, Siberia. Yep. And then you have to put his, you have to disperse his last breath, which in order to do so is is putting the Doom Golem down to to release that.
1: Yeah, maybe he doesn't even realize that until his body's in the ground, too. Oh yeah. Like he thinks, okay, you you bring me out here and you bury me and we're good. Right. But then he just doesn't he doesn't dissipate. Like he doesn't he doesn't disappear like Marty McFly.
0: I like that even better. Yeah. He's why why didn't it work? It it should have worked. You you put my body to rest, what's going on? And then there's a, a path of trying to figure that out. He's maybe he's drawn to to his last breath, so so they follow him that way.
1: Yeah, you figure out what maybe what his last breath entailed. Maybe it was it was something, and it said, you know, rosebud or something like that. But as he's, as you guys as a as a party are walking, that gets louder almost as a beacon. Mm. The closer
0: Mm. you get to this, and on the flip side, maybe they are, maybe the party is collecting the pieces to build the doom golem. Again, a, a classic trope that we've, oh. we've touched on several times is they don't know, they don't truly know who they're working for. Yeah. So they have to go out to Siberia and get this vial around the neck of, of this dead guy. With, oh, a hangman's noose. So they have to cut down, they have to, I don't know, how do you do that? Just like go to a, a hangman's tree and cut someone down or they go to a specific village that is... Pretty cruel in terms of of their their capital punishment, and they're like they just have to wander the woods until they find a hanged man. But of course, there's going to be like zombies and stuff that they have to 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 field until they can find this thing, or ghosts, or, or whatnot. Yeah, and then the 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 bones of an animal sacrificed. Would you have? I'm trying to think of how you can twist this, that it. It doesn't throw up all the red flags
1: yeah exactly
0: (laughs) it's this is hard because it's just pure evil it's pure pure evil. Uh, yeah i was gonna
1: say if you're running your evil campaign this is the easiest quest oh yeah but yeah how are we gonna do this where you're not going to get that sense of "Eh, you know what i thought you had me at doom golem but i gave you a chance yeah and now you have me
0: sacrificing animals and hanging people i don't I'm gonna do this yeah f- fool me fool me twice shame on the doom golem yeah exactly <laughs> it's that that's tough that's really tough I think maybe it's a lot of establishing this this quest giver this character as doing really good or seemingly really good stuff and requesting really good stuff leading up to this moment and then like, interspersing, peppering in there. Oh, okay. Here, So, so for the, the phylactery, we know this guy in exile died. I need you to recover this family heirloom that's around his neck and go bury him, put him to rest. This guy was, was hung for crimes. Go, go put him to rest, bury his body. If you don't mind, could you bring back that, that rope? We're doing research or, or something, make up some kind of passive excuse for the role. Yeah.
1: You're, you're basically magical undertakers at that
0: point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Maybe he's a cleric of, of, or a paladin of, of some God and, and you're just, it's fairly safe to assume, okay, he's, he, he wants, he wants good to come about. He wants these people to be put to rest. Exactly. Sa- it's still sacrificing the animal though. That's a tough one.
1: That is a tough one. I I would say, and it's not going to make it too much easier, but making sure that these specific quests to create this doom golem are all interspersed. Don't group these together.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: You have the phylactery, and then you have like three or four other either fetch quests or whatever.
0: Yeah, help this lady cross the street. Exactly. Yeah,
1: and that that way, at the end of you know two years of game time, probably they can look yeah. back and say oh crap wait a second didn't
0: we yeah that noose looks familiar
1: yeah
0: yeah and and yeah that's that is playing the long game as the dm and sometimes you have to and that's that's cool to lay out all those pieces and say okay now this is the point where this needs to happen but of course as a dm you never know where things are going to fall it's always going to be a rough outline
1: correct Correct. It could, it could all just take a nosedive and whatever you have in mind, they just, they go off completely. They never find the third component or they never want to find the third component. Right. And then you have to either maybe have a second NPC group that you send out to, to do that, to finish it off or what? That's
0: exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yep. If they don't help orchestrate it, someone else could. And honestly, that the animal sacrificed is the easiest one for him to do.
1: Correct. I was thinking the other thing you can do with that specifically is you say this specific animal, let's say it's a magical white elk or something like that. Yeah. Like We've gotten reports that it's diseased and it's going to infect people just by being around. Like There's an ambient yeah. kind of aura of disease and we need to... We need to put it down, but we have to do it in a sacrificial manner or else it will just disperse these spores or whatever, whatever kind of lie you want to make up.
0: really. Yeah, but it does say specifically an animal sacrificed to a dark god. So I'm I'm not sure them having good intentions to put it down would work, right? I'm wondering if
1: all they have to do is procure the animal... And then he can take care of the rest.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Because I'm assuming those bones make up the bulk of this thing. So it's not going to be like a marmot because then it's going to be a teeny tiny doom golem, which would be adorable. I would hang that on my Christmas tree. But Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, presumably. Well, now I want to make Christmas ornaments of different golems. Oh my gosh. Little skeletons. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to make a Tarrasque tree topper because we have a teeny tiny little little tree that Ray made yeah and I tried to make a tarasque out of it it did not it turned out it, st- it looked like Pepe the shrimp from <laughs> the Muppets <laughs> <laughs> with with horns but still <laughs> yes <laughs> didn't quite work out I'm not not the the most artistic type but yeah I th- I think I, th- I like that idea a lot of this guy just being maybe they were like his practice doom golems you know when he was when he was a little a, a little kid he he started small and so his hamster became a doom golem and
1: like any great serial killer he always starts (laughs) on small animals
0: yeah the funny thing is it would still require the breath of the the man who died in exile and the hangman's noose but he but he he somehow had access to those but he did sacrifice his hamster (laughs) for the cause
1: imagine being the guy and your last breath goes into a hamster instead of something much more powerful
0: oh man i'd be so upset and i would be a taunting haunt if that exactly. was the case 100%. it makes sense. <laughs> wow, okay, any any final thoughts on the doom golem?
1: Oh man, we're at the end already. I think that's a a great tool to use. I think we could do probably an entire year on different kinds of golems. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But i think this one is there's just something extra about this. It's not I know, this your one standard, seems... you know, wood mm-hmm. golem. Even the flesh golem I believe we did and that was kind of cool. Bl- uh blood What's... blood hulk? Blood hulk there was a f- did maybe we do, we an didn't do the flesh golem but we we've talked about it for sure.
0: We did a grave behemoth and a blood hulk. Neither of which I mean, maybe one. maybe they're considered golems. Maybe okay. the, um, the Blood Hulk is considered a golem.
1: It's possible. We just talked about it in the process of recording one of those because they seem yeah. fairly similar. But yes, very much. This is way beyond those even. It's, the imagery is really cool. And that's one of those things where you wish you had the ability just to kind of throw stuff on a screen behind you so that they yeah. can see these yep. as they're fighting it. Yeah, the different ideas that we were able to come up with for it. I mm-hmm. I really like this. I I think if I was to rate it, it would rate, well, relatively high.
0: Okay. I got a number. What is it? Okay. Well, I mean, what's my system? How many hamster golems would you rate the, the doom golem? I would give it a six. Oh, okay. I was going to say a seven. Okay. Not bad. I think we came up with a lot. I think it is a lot of the times, I think your players are going to see a golem and think, "Oh, a golem! Let's fight this construct." This kind of spans the 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 field of: Is it a golem? Is it undead? What is lighting this thing from within? What is going on here? And I, I think there's a because it's so unique and so new and 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 so cobalt press. I think there is an air of mystery, which then lends to an air of of fear, which I really like about it.
1: Yeah, there are so many different components that make it up, being the the kind of outside mystery components of how it was made or whatever, but also the internal components, the skeleton, the noose, the the breath. Like there's a lot that can go into this where you can start at level 1 yeah. to build this thing up to where it is obviously important but also actually fightable.
0: Yeah, it can be just a random encounter, but there there is more there to to work with.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just a final note on golems in general. I was thinking this as you were talking about them. If you wanted to create, I guess, port a Mega Man game into the D and D realm, all those are just golems. All the the robot masters. Oh, yeah. Are.
0: Yeah, different elements. Different. They're single theme things.
1: Exactly. Yeah absolutely so that's cool i love the idea of trying to find something outside and porting it into a D makeup and i think this golem specifically make that mm. entirely possible
0: yeah or or elementals too they could sure. they could work i think i think you could spread the makeup between golems and 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 elementals and it would work for those guys definitely exactly yeah yeah yeah, that's translating into a DD and d system for, like, a, a wacky one-shot. Very cool idea. Yep. Well, that's it. Six hamster golems for the Doom Golem. Come on back next week where Matt and I will talk another random monster from a random monster manual. Thank you so, so much for listening, and we'll talk to you then. Hey! Random Encounters is a proud member of the Feckless Momes Audio Network.